Save 15% off your order at doer.ca with the code Jesse Blake 15. That's my name. And then a one five. Enter that at doer.ca to save 15% on the world's most comfortable pants. These jeans are incredible. I swear to you, get your legs into these jeans and you will not regret it. They are for everything, everything in your life. You can wear these jeans, every place, every location, every activity. It works. They work. The performance denim. Try it out. Hit up a location. They have locations across Canada. Uh, they're a Canadian company, Doer. I love them. I visited the location on Queen Street. They have the nicest employees ever. Jesse Blake 15. Save 15% off your order at doer.ca. Think you know a way it's going to go? Make your bet at Sports Interaction. Whatever your sport, Sports Interaction has you covered. Pre-game, live betting in all major sports, and prop bets. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN 19+. Please play responsibly. And I just want to get you in on one bet that I'm doing this weekend. Miami Dolphins play the Buffalo Bills wildcard weekend. And I took the Bills to win by 26 or more. You can take uh, specific sections of how much you think they're going to win. So you can have 26 to 30 or 31 to 35 or 35 plus. So I just took everything from like 26 up, which is three different bets. So I spread $10 out on each and like that $30, depending on which one of those wins, it could pay out either like $120 or $250. So that's kind of how I'm because I think the Bills uh, Bills are going to dominate the Dolphins. And that's kind of how I th- I thought it was a creative way to get crazy odds on a game that's going to be maybe a blowout. I'm looking at a blowout like go Bills, go Bills, go Bills Mafia. Um, so that's that's what I'm looking at. 26 or more crazy odds. Go Bills. Maybe they do it versus the Dolphins. It's not like. It's not something I'm super confident is going to happen. 26 is a lot to win by. But if it happens, I'm in on it. And I get a nice, decent payout. All right. That's my bet. Go to sportsinteraction.com slash SGPN if you want to make a bet uh, similar to that or that bet or anything else crazy. Check out the Dangles doozies too. Uh, sportsinteraction.com slash SGPN. Let's get to the show. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. The Jesse Blake Sports Report. Really? Oh, wait, really? The Jesse Blake Sports Report. That's it? Don't forget, it's the Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. <laughs> you know, that's kind of redundant. Dude, is there a problem? No, no, it's fine. I, I just, you know, I thought maybe you guys would come up with something, you know, good. Man, just read it. You know what? Doesn't matter to me. I get paid by the word. <laughs> Let's do this. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Powered by Sports Interaction. Want to bet? Connor Bedard, the 17-year-old from North Vancouver, British Columbia, playing for the Regina Pats, coming off a World Juniors gold medal, had 100 points last year in 62 games, had four goals in his return to the Regina Pats after the World Juniors, has 70 points in 29 games. We're all kind of in agreement now that Connor Bedard will be a superstar in the National Hockey League. Barring something spectacular happening, Connor Bedard will be a star in the National Hockey League. And we're all kind of moving towards the territory that he might also be beyond that. He might enter the next tier of generational talent where he's not just a superstar. I look at it as 
Crosby and Ovechkin from their generation are generational talents. And everybody else below from that tier is kind of like a super is the superstar is not necessarily the generational first ballot. One of the all time greats. Connor McDavid, I think, in his generation stands out as a generational superstar as opposed to just the other regular superstars within his tier of generation. He's the next level above. And it's hard to say at 17 that Connor Bedard will be that tier, the tier of Ovechkin and Crosby and McDavid, that next tier above the superstar. But it's starting to trend that way that the scouts and the people in the know and the hockey people who just watch the games understand that this kid has the potential to be that. Craig Button, who does great coverage every year of, of junior hockey, was at the World Juniors, obviously, and spoke a little bit about Bedard. And he said this, Peter Forsberg dominated the 93 tournament. He was 19 years old. I've seen 19-year-olds dominate the tournament. I haven't seen a player this young, Bedard is 17, remember, dominate the tournament. Now, Yager was great in 90, but he didn't dominate. He was damn good as a 17-year-old, but he didn't dominate. It's not even close between Bedard and everybody else here. Here is it at the World Juniors. Bedard was so far and away better than everybody. Anybody who watched five minutes of the World Juniors over the holidays knows this. And because the NHL isn't a free market like European soccer and you can just go sign 16-year-olds to your farm teams, we have this thing called the NHL draft. And in the draft, one team will get to select Connor Bedard this summer. And it may not even be the team that finishes last because the NHL doesn't like that. So I'll explain the draft rules to you if you're not familiar with all the changes that have taken place over the last couple of years. This is how the draft is going to work coming this summer. The draft lottery, I should say, is going to work this summer. All the teams that miss the playoffs are in the lottery. This is from tankathon.com, by the way. All the teams that miss the playoffs are in the lottery. Teams with the least points get more chances at winning the lottery. I'll give you some of the percentages here. The team that finishes last has a 25.5% chance of winning the lottery. Second last, we go down to 13.5. So you finish last, you have a 25.5% chance to win the lottery. 13.5, second, 11.5, third, 9.5, 4, 8.55, 7.56, 6.57, 6, 8, 5, 9, 3.5, 10, 3, 11. And I stop at 11 because you can only jump 10 spots if you win the lottery. Continuing with the rules, the first overall pick is awarded by drawing a set of ping pong balls. A team can only jump 10 spots. So the top 11 teams are eligible for the first pick. If a team from 12 to 16 range wins the first drawing, the first pick will remain with the worst team. And then the second overall pick is awarded by a drawing of ping pong balls again. Uh, if a team in the range of 12 to 16 won the first drawing, the worst team keeps the first pick and is excluded from the second drawing. Like the first drawing, the second winner can only jump 10 spots. Those are the rules on how to win the draft lottery. I apologize 
for that convoluted mess, but these are the rules that the NHL established for all of these 32 teams. So we've we've established that. Those are the rules. We've established that Bedard is most likely a generational talent, barring something spectacular. It looks like this kid's going to be one of the greats. So I've prepared for you today a list of the most fun destinations for Connor Bedard. And my list is only from teams within the, let's say, bottom 12 right now, based on when you're listening to this. Uh, there won't be much movement on the standings, but bottom 12, let's say. I'm not going to throw it. A, you know what? Boston. Boston would be a really fun destination for Connor Bedard because that's not going to happen. So what's the f- point of uh, throwing that out there? So I'm not going to do r- ridiculous fun destination for Bedard. We're talking about teams that have a realistic shot at winning the lottery. Amongst those teams, like the bottom 12 teams, where would be the most fun landing spot for Connor Bedard? I have a top four. I have a solid top four. I'm going to go in order from four to one on uh, most least most fun to most most fun. Number four, I have the Ottawa Senators. Ottawa Senators, Senators the fourth most fun destination for Connor Bedard. Ryan Reynolds, meet Connor Bedard. It seems like for years that the Senators have been trying to be, trying to make the news trying to enter the the playoffs and the upper echelon of teams, the Atlantic, and trying to compete with everybody. They went out and get Giroux. They're trying to get a new arena. They're trying to bring in Ryan Reynolds as one of the co-owners of the franchise. They have a, such a young core in DeBrincat, Jake Sanderson, Tim, Timmy Stutes, Drake Batherson, Brady Kachuk. They've turned into a media star, and they can't quite get it going. And the thing that would get it going for Ottawa would be Connor Bedard. What a way to turn a relatively small market in terms of like North American terms. They are a tiny market, but a hotbed for hockey. What a way to just jumpstart that franchise into, into the new era that they're trying to get going, that they can't quite get up the hill. This would push them well over it. And it's everything they're looking for. In terms of offense, because it brings everything together. And they need to solve their defense, for sure. But this would be the crowning moment for the Senators to, hey, you got everything you need to go for it. You've confirmed that you have the talent up and down the roster. Now go buy the pieces on D. Now go buy the pieces in goal that will solidify this offense that now includes Connor Bedard. Number three on the list, the Anaheim Ducks. And this is... For me, number three, fun destinations for Connor Bedard. It like, you know, when you see a Krispy Kreme donut and you get like your mouth starts to salivate, you know, it's going to taste good. Having Zegris, McTavish, Bedard, that, that makes my mouth salivate. And because I don't, I think if Bedard goes to Anaheim, he doesn't, he doesn't play as a center. I think a lot of a lot of the scouts right now are talking about okay, he's a little undersized. Is he going to play that two-way game in the National Hockey League that you need to do as a center? And I think if he goes to Anaheim, you have Zegris and you have Mason McTavish, two players who have established that we can be NHL centermen. But Dard and Zegris, everybody, instantly highlight reel every night there might be a reason to stay up for west coast games all of a sudden 
it would be absolutely unbelievable to have Bedard and Zegers on the exact same team just for the highlight packages alone. They're my number three team. And like, side note, the Ducks have four regulation wins as I'm recording this. They have four regulation wins. It is January. The Washington Capitals set the record way back when when they were an expansion team for the least amount of wins in a regular season ever. They had eight wins in their season. There's no, there was no shootout at the time. There were ties, uh, legit ties, and they had eight wins in total. They got their fourth regulation win in that year where they only had eight on January 26th. So if the Ducks don't get another regulation win in the next, like, 10, 15 days, they'll be on the same pace for regulation wins as the worst team ever. They could really use Connor Bedard to to get some offense and then start building the rest of this team. That's not not great, you know. They they Bedard probably won't make them a good team instantly, but he'll at least make them fun to watch. And they're my number three team. Number two on my list: the Detroit Red Wings, Hockey Town. Wouldn't it be great to have Bedard? with the one of the smartest GMs in the game. Yes, Stevie Y, Steve Eiserman. I think Detroit for a little bit here has been trying to go for it, has been trying to enter the, hey, we're leaving the stage of rebuilding. You know, they might lose Dylan Larkin this offseason. Who knows if he can work out that extension, but... What a way to replace your captain with Connor Bedard. Um, I think they should bring him back, but that's that's a podcast for that's a that's a topic for a different podcast. You know, with like the Ben Sherratt signing, with the David Perron signing, Detroit's getting antsy to win, and having a clear cut number one center in Connor Bedard, and then you bring back Larkin because hey, we're going for it. Give him the money. That's a great one, too. And you know how I feel about Vili Huso. I think he's a goaltending star in the making. And I think I really like Bedard on the Red Wings because I think amongst all of these bottom teams, bottom of the standing teams right now, the Red Wings seem like the closest to me. I see. I, I feel like they're just one or two pieces away from actually being one of the contenders in the Atla- in that Atlantic division that is just a murderer's row right now. And who knows what happens with Boston after they have one of the greatest regular seasons of all time this year. Who knows what happens next year if they if they just say, hey, we're so good, let's try and run it back again. Let's have another last dance. Who knows what happens with Tampa's legs that have just been demolished by going to too many Stanley Cups. Who knows what happens with Toronto's future if they can ever crack out of that first round. Florida's moving away from the top of the division. Buffalo seems to be trending upwards. But Detroit, for a long time, has wanted to open their window. And it seems like this offseason, Eiserman said, okay, we're kind of moving away from the rebuild. We're either a year or two away from actually getting out of this thing. Bedard is the last piece. Bedard is the last piece to fully be out of the rebuild, and I think they're the closest team, and that would be the second most fun destination for Connor Bedard. Number one on the list. I don't know how this is at number one on everybody's list. 
the most legendary franchise in the National Hockey League, the most storied franchise in hockey, in the sport. It's so fitting to me if Connor Bedard ends up in Montreal. What a what a place for him to start his career where the greatest players ever have played. The most legendary moments in the sport of hockey have gone through that city. And it to me, at a time when Montreal has the ability to get a player like Bedard, because they're, they're at a point in their franchise where they're not going for the cup. They're trying to build a cup contender for years to come and not this season. I think having franchises like this get these opportunities is the most fun thing for the game. Adding Bedard to Suzuki, Caulfield, Doc, uh, Arbor Jackeye, Jordan Harris, like it becomes a really fun young team with the, with the vets that are still there. You know, you still got the Donoff, you still got Jonathan Druin on the team, still got Josh Anderson kicking around till 2027. I'm looking at the cap friendly right now, and I think it's so fitting for the most storied franchise to get the next great player. You love to see the big players go to the big markets. Well, me personally, that's what I like to see. I think it'd be the most fun situation for Connor Bedard. And I think if, if any market is going to appreciate having the skill there, it's going to be Montreal Canadiens fans. I don't know if there's a more hardcore fan base in hockey. I get that you are passionate about your team. I get that Toronto is probably bigger. I get that Toronto probably has more fans, but hockey in Montreal is different. Hockey in Montreal means more. And I don't know if any organization would appreciate what it means to have Connor Bedard as much as Montreal would appreciate it. And Edmonton's kind of proven that, like, hey, you can't just get a couple first round picks and then all of a sudden be good. Like, they got McDavid, they went to a Western Conference final, but. They've struggled kind of throughout their we have all these first picks era. And like Slavkovsky, okay, he was a great first overall pick, but he's not a generational talent. But you take that, you add Bedard, you add some management that knows what they're doing in this rebuild, this teardown. I don't doubt that adding Bedard to the Canadians would turn them into an instant contender the following season. They would recognize that they have one of the greatest young talents in the game. Maybe it's a Sidney Crosby situation where first year of their career, you miss the playoffs. And then every year after that, you go on the streak of 20 years of playoff runs. I could see something like that going down with a generational talent like Connor Bedard going to the Montreal Canadiens. That is my number one most fun destination for Mr. Bedard. Let me know what you think. Let me know your most fun destinations and don't just put down your team because it's that's selfish. I'll be back later this week. I want to talk about the Vrana situation a little bit. If a little bit more news comes out, I might do an episode on that in the next coming days. Also, PK. PK Subban is returning to Montreal on Thursday. Speaking of Montreal, I think it might be fitting to do a PK Subban episode on Thursday. Hmm. Keep your eyes on this feed. I got something Subban coming on Thursday. Good night. And that is how it's done. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake, powered by Sports Interaction. Want to bet? Jesse.
Jesse Blake, the guy that likes to hear his name twice in one sentence. Sure, I know him. No, he doesn't have an ego at all.